Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, say can see. If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, Edgy. well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews Monica Show. Matthews Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Having technical difficulties right there. <laughs> it's Friday. And yes, I'm still laughing. Even in the midst of all the craziness going on, I'm still laughing. And you're going to need to learn how to laugh too. You know why? Because the Bible says that humor is as a medicine. And while everyone's trying to shove a vaccine down your throat or in your arm or in your butt, uh, you should probably... Turn to the great physician of all, our maker. You know, it's amazing how natural immunity is, I mean, wow. Have you guys ever seen anything like it where natural immunity is just like a thing that never existed? It's not only a thing of the past, it's almost like it never existed. And some of you are slightly perplexed by that. And, And my answer to that is that it's all very simple because I see this as a work of the enemy in in terms of the antichrist spirit that has been here since Christ was here because he said it was here then. And the modern day church has made it a very spooky thing where we keep waiting for, you know, this person to rise up out of a volcano somewhere and announce his arrival as the antichrist because we've been Hollywooded to death about it. But we forget that the spirit of antichrist is something that is already in the world. And what is the spirit of Antichrist? Well, let's think about what and who Christ is. Christ is God's love. Christ is God's forgiveness. Christ is God's mercy. Christ is God's health. Christ is God's freedom. Christ is God's sanity. Christ is God's order. Christ is God's straight and narrow path, right? Christ is God's gentle, humble place. And ultimately, Christ is God's truth. Now, full stop, period, that's what I believe as a minister of the gospel and a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So... Think about everything I just said, and then think about the anti of all of that, the antithesis, which is where we get the prefix anti. So think about that. It's really simple. It's not religious. It's not difficult. It is super simple because whenever you think about the exact opposite or the antithesis of everything, the antithesis of everything I just said... The anti-theoc- 
hypocrisy of everything I just said, um, it makes perfect sense, right? So the Antichrist spirit, what does that have to do with COVID-19 vaccines and, and uh, natural immunity? Okay, so your immunity... And immunity really brought on by, you know, being exposed to something in your body's God-given wiring, standing up and going, oh, okay, I've, I recognize that. Yeah, no, 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 we're not going to let that land here. Nope, don't, don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, keep circling, can't land here, okay? And so the Lord, God, our Father, our creator has wired us with an immune system from the foundations of the earth. Now, listen, I'm not sliding on those of you who have immunocompromisation. Is that a word? No. Immunocompromised. Maybe it is compromisation. Someone look that up. Let me know. Immunocompromised systems. I'm not saying that. Some of you were born with immunodeficiencies that you know are genetic in nature. Maybe they were caused by vaccines. And I'm not uh, an anti-vaxxer, although I'm rapidly getting to a place. And believe me, after what I've been through with my own child um, and a, a particular vaccination, I'll spare you the gory details, but over a decade of her life, nearly dead. And we can trace that sucker right back to a particular vaccination and her titers were three times what they should have been. Now, if you already are susceptible to an immunoresponse to something of that nature, and most of us are because three times the titers that you, that you should have of something, is it overloads, it overtaxes your immune system. Your immune system is designed to recognize invaders. But when your walls are down, when your borders are wide open due to stress and cortisol drips and fear, um, you know, long-term stress, particularly even acute stress, right? When you go into your lizard brain, which is where most of the world is right now, because you're legitimately in a fight or flight, even those of you who have been vaccinated and you're sitting in your ivory towers. And I say that because I say that for those of you who have been vaccinated, who look down upon the rest of the world and you're like, oh, good. Well, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to come do stuff with us. Well, my first question to you is, what are you so concerned about? I mean, either your vaccine works or it doesn't, right? I mean, how, how many of us took vaccines as kids and we didn't walk around going, well, I wonder if you haven't had your polio shot, I wonder if I, if I could get polio. If you haven't had uh, your measles shot or your chicken pox shot, but I have, you know, because you haven't had yours, oh my gosh, you shouldn't be allowed to come near us and play with us and you know, I don't care what your religious exemptions are. I'm scared that I could get... No one ever thought like that before this crap. Really? I'm 50 years old. I'm old enough to remember when no one gave a rat's behind about your uh, vaccination record, other than maybe your school nurse and the, you know, the, the administrator of your government school indoctrination program called public schooling. No one cared. And you were still able to utilize your religious exemption, although then all of your you know peers would look at you like you're a weirdo. 
because everyone would know that little Johnny hadn't had his vaccination because his parents are, you know, hyper-religious people whose Jesus doesn't believe in vaccines. And so these are all of the little tropes that we have around all of this mess. And it is a big, fat mess. That's that's what this is. It, it is a mess. And, and I am receiving so many of your messages, and I love you, and I'm getting to it. And I am getting to your emails. Please hang on. And again, if you are ideating over suicide, I need you to call a suicide hotline. I It doesn't matter how many times you've called in the past, call again. Your breakthrough is here. Your breakthrough is either here or right around the corner, but it is here because God, the Spirit of Christ, has professed life over you. And I'm professing life over you. If you need to get to meds because you're depressed or schizophrenic or bipolar one or two, get to someone, a medical professional who can and will help you. There is no shame. God's mercies are new every morning. If you're dealing with struggling, some of you Christians feel really bad because you're like, well, that was really a Christian. And the church is horrible about accusing you over this too. Well, if you were really a Christian, then you wouldn't be depressed, which is ridiculous. Because we do still have an enemy who can oppress and suppress our immune systems through things like faulty thinking, stinking thinking, right? We believe lies, and lies usually stress us the hell out, and you know this. And anything we think about, anything we meditate on, our body's going to become. It really is that simple. Some of you do have genetic predisposition to depression, and I'm just telling you, Please seek treatment. Okay, back to our immune systems. So the Antichrist spirit, if they were to give any, that's what's been unleashed in like a, in a biblical proportion right now. And, and you can see that because anything to do with God essentially is suppressed, primarily beginning with our freedom. Because God is the God of liberty, period, full stop. And how do I know that? Because his word said that he sent Jesus to set the captives free. And we have not been put back into bondage to fear. That is called bondage, otherwise known as imprisonment, not the fun kind again for you freaky deaky people out there. So it's called bondage to sin. And and believe this or not, this is going to trip some of you guys out, but fearing is sinning because God also says he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of, of, of power and of love and of a sound mind. You'll see a lot of my tweets lately have been about being sober. I need you to be sober. I'm not talking about alcohol. And to you religious ones out there who just had a complete meltdown, clutched your pearls and quoted Beth Moore and all that good religious zealotry stuff, because I posted last night, God forbid, that I lit up my fire pit for the first night because it feels amazing here in the ATL right now. We're coming up on fall and you can feel it. And I love my fire pit area. And I sat out there last night and poured a little bourbon and over one ice cube. And my gosh, you'd have thought that I had just committed the unpardonable sin And I'm like having a full-blown conversation with you guys because that's what I do sometimes on Twitter. I'm very engaged with you all some days when I can be and others I'm not. Uh, But if I ask you questions, I'm looking at your answers, generally speaking. Why else would I ask? 
So I'm having a good time. And then there's one Jesus juker. There's one in every crowd. And if you don't know what that is, go look at anything on Beth Moore's page. But go look that up. It's an actual term, the Jesus juker, right? You're having a good time. And they end up just being like the fly in the milk. They're the flying that they pee in your punch bowl every time you're having a little bit of fun. They spike the punch, right, by accusing you of being an alcoholic because you're having a little bit of an adult beverage. And you happen to be having fun. Ooh, she must be drunk. Oh, don't even get me started. Antichrist. That is an antichrist spirit because you're not allowed to have fun. You're not allowed to have an, uh, a drop of alcohol without being accused of being a um, a drunk, right? That's those are the same. These are the same guys who condemn men for looking at women with any form of admiration for beauty, because they're the ones actually sitting up at night with their little wankies in their hands at three in the morning while their wives are asleep in the other room of the side, other side of the trailer, on the side of the church. So I'm just telling you. I don't hold back from this stuff because I hate the spirit of religion. It has wreaked havoc on my life. I mean, legit bondage crap. Again, not the fun stuff for you freaky deaky people. So it has been a mess in my life. And it's a mess in the world right now. Why doesn't a spirit of Antichrist want you to recognize your own body's immune system when it comes to combating COVID-19? Because that would be giving credence to the truth whenever God said that he came to heal all of our diseases, including man-made, there's my caveat, and to forgive us of all of our sins. That is the truth. And the only way Satan can erect his kingdom above God's is is for you to buy his lies. It's for us to buy God's, to buy Satan's lies and to accuse God of not being true. And the scriptures already told us that God is not a man that he should lie. And that means mankind. Sorry, ladies, because you know, we're just as capable of lying about anything and worse. So we do not get a get out of liar's jail free card on that one. That's why. That's why it's important for the world system right now to squash, crush the narrative, keep it locked up. That's why it's important for you all to understand what and with whom it is we are dealing. And you are dealing with a spiritual issue of biblical proportion. And you know we are because you're literally online all day and night with your mouths gaping open. Like, what the hell is going on? Exactly what in hell has risen into the earth's atmosphere to rule and reign over God's creation, otherwise known as us? Really simple questions, right? Two plus two, even in spirituality, is four. It's really easy. Now, something that is extremely alarming, I will tell you, as these, uh, as we keep seeing these lies that hospital room, hospitals are running over, they're just crowded. You know, I've got people, well, I've seen it on TikTok, right? Well, you saw fake people fall out in fake deaths in China right before this thing was unleashed here. Right now we know that a lot of those videos were propaganda. TikTok, by the way, is still a Chinese app. 
It is owned and operated by the CCP, much like Facebook is owned and operated by one of your wonderful intelligence agencies. But you guys keep hanging out there. That's cool. So at any rate, lies, lies, and more lies. Propaganda. Because they know when you see people falling out in the street, you don't know what the hell's going on. You're going to take whatever precaution is necessary so that you don't fall out in the street right? Whether it's a mask, a lockdown, a mandatory vaccination, whatever we got to do, we got to jab ourselves 20 times over the next five months. No problem because everybody loves Jesus, but nobody wants to go see him, right? Because we're all afraid to die. And so what do we do? We just jab, jab, jab. And then we shame and guilt at other people who are like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, I'm going to take my precautions, take my, take the things that I know are good for me, get some sunlight, pray, uh, eat well. And, you know, and there are protocols out there that are natural, that are proven. Get yourself some, you know, as others have gotten some ivermectin, you know, in their homes to, um, in the event that they do actually contract COVID-19, then they have something to combat it along with their, you know, health protocol. People trying to lose weight, so that the comorbidity of obesity is not is not a factor for them any longer. You'd be surprised what happens to diabetes too whenever you drop some pounds or and your blood pressure, cholesterol, many other things. Depression also. Packing on the pounds literally packs on the pounds onto your spirit and to your psyche. And I know that firsthand. So it would behoove all of us, you know, we're we're worried about food shortages. <laughs> And we are literally the most obese nation on earth. And it's just kind of funny to me when I hear terms like they live in a food desert, you know, that's my NPR uh, voice, right? And, uh, you know, Olivia and her daughter who, who are literally 450 pounds, um, you know, haven't been able to split a happy meal between them, um, in, in their food desert in the inner city food desert. I'm like, you know, when I first saw those stories years ago on radio, I was like, what the hell is a food desert? We live in the United States of America. We, in, I'm not talking about, you know, you being homeless and poor and live. I, I get it. I know. And Jesus already told us, by the way, for those of you who are trying to end poverty, good luck because Jesus, you know what? That's also an antichrist spirit. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Of course, you're supposed to help people and feed people who can't feed themselves. That's not the same as the United States government's welfare program of keeping people oppressed. Because the same Bible that you guys love to disquote, not even misquote, because it's not even in the scripture, whenever you guys say, well, God helps those that help themselves, that is a bold-faced lie. That is nowhere in your Bible. But I'll tell you what is, you don't work, you don't eat. And you will always have the poor with you. That's Jesus's words in red letters, not mine. That's a J drop, not a Q drop, not an M drop. That's a Jesus drop right there for you. You will always have the poor with you. So all these little campaigns about, you know, we got to end stop hunger, end hunger. And I'm like, um, okay, well, that sounds good. And it certainly pricks at the heart of otherwise, you know, ignorant Christians who don't read their Bibles. And I know you don't. And I know we don't collectively because stats show that only 3% of the church reads their Bibles. And that's really sad. And you know what? You can tell right now. You can tell by our reactions right now that we are no more educated on what we say we believe and on whom we say we're in fellowship with than a man on the moon. 
And you want to know why the Taliban's so effective besides the fact that our United States government and deep states helping them be effective and be relevant in the earth and now China and our other um, enemies across the globe? Because they actually believe what they're beheading people over. They are a political, religious ideology. Maybe in that order. For some people, I think it really is a religious, political ideology. And I've actually had, you know, an argument on the air with a wonderful professor from a very liberal Emory University here who's like just this quintessential, knowledgeable, theological, who knows, 50,000 letters before and after his name on all things Middle East. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, I'm not, but I'm just, you know, your average blonde-haired, blue-eyed, big-boobied girl who did not graduate from college who just happened to read my Bible. And I love genealogy, and I love, you know, etymology, and I love unearthing things and words and in history, and especially as it pertains to my kingdom. And I'm like, wow, so, yeah, this has been a spiritual, political issue literally since our father Abraham. (laughs) So I had a guy tell me, nope, that's not true. That's not what it is. I'm like, okay, well, have you read the Bible? I mean, what's your source of information? And his source was not the Torah. It was not the Bible. It was not other ancient manuscripts. It was, you know, what he knows about geopolitical systems. I'm like, okay, well, you can go with that. I'm going to go with mine because mine's actually playing out right now. I don't really argue with people about stuff like that. I think it's kind of fascinating. Hopefully we can all bring our own knowledge base and come to the table and work it out. But when you tell me that someone cutting off the heads of other people in the name of Allah, uh, shouting to their Allah in the name of their particular um, sect of Islam is not because of a spiritual political ideology, it just makes you a doofus to me. And I mean no disrespect by that, but it just, it is what it is. And so they are fervent about their, quote, faith. Fervent. And they rule with terror. And that is anti-Christ. That is the antithesis, rather, of freedom. It is terror and imprisonment to fear. There's no love in that. There's no mercy in that. They may see it as commitment, and I have to believe it's because they've never been introduced to the person of Jesus Christ through his word. Because it is impossible for you to carry on and pursue oppression. It's not that oppression won't pursue you, but it's impossible for you to meet the Lord Jesus Christ face-to-face in your heart and in your mind and have your mind open through the word of God to the goodness and the grace and the mercy and the acceptance and the sonship and daughtership that God offers you through his son, it's impossible for you to see that and for your heart not to be broken and your mind to be illumined and for you to put down your machetes and your machine guns and all the things that you terrorize people with. It is impossible for that to happen and you have an intimate encounter with Christ himself through his word and your life not be changed. That is impossible. Now, you have, you know, all kinds of ideological generational underpinnings that spiritually speaking will come to try to find you. You've got personality characteristics that, you know, 
God says, I will take you from glory to glory. That's why some people could never give President Trump a break. And that's why you have the Beth Moores of the world that I really have zero use for in ministry. None. And I've been very vocal about this, and I still stand by it. Because it is a spirit of religious zealotry who will not allow a man or a woman to grow and to change. And when they do that, what they're assigning is a value of impotency to our Lord. Because the word says that he takes us from glory to glory and he is, he is faithful to finish the good work he began in you. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and died for your sins, he is the son of God and God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. I don't know what version of the Bible Beth Moore reads or she's written now, probably one in honor of herself. I don't know. And her followers, her cult of uh, cult of ideology, it's no different than terrorism because it misrepresents the heart of God. But I do trust I'm not her judge, thankfully, and she's not mine. I wish someone would send her the memo. And she's not President Trump's. But that... That sect of antichrist ideology that a man cannot change, you refuse a God-given right to a reborn son or daughter of God to go from glory to glory makes you at odds with the kingdom. I'm very clear about that. My late pastor used to say, I reserve the right to change. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I started this conversation with you last night. You all need to be prepared for the people who are going to be enlightened. And we have been praying for that. Someone said today, I can't believe this is happening. This is not real. I'm like, no, but it is. And it's exactly what we've prayed for. We just didn't think it was going to come in this package. And maybe Satan has tried to take the steering wheel, like I said. And this is a major biblical epic antichrist moment for him and his kingdom to attempt to exalt themselves above the throne of Christ, which will never happen. It only happens when we allow it to happen here in the physical realm. But it will never happen in the spiritual realm because it's impossible for Satan to elevate his throne above the throne of Christ. It will not ever happen, ever, in all of of infinity. It will never happen. But here in the physical realm, it happens on the hourly, on the minute. Every time a child is trafficked, every time you turn on your news, excuse me, and you see the craziness in the world. And I said, we just don't like the way that these things are being made manifest. We asked for change. We asked for the swamp to be drained. We asked for our eyes to be opened. We asked for people's hearts to turn back to God. We asked to stop killing our children and to end abortion. We asked for a lot of things that we are seeing come to fruition. And it sucks the way that it's shaking out. Now, I'm glad that Texas is doing what Texas has done. And by the way, for those of you who have been misquoting the law, uh, there is a clause in there for women um, who have been raped or uh, experienced incest. I've heard many things on TikTok misquoted, disquoted rather, that that's not uh, possible and that the women are going to be criminalized. 
uh, who have experienced that, but that is not actually the case. And I heard Governor Abbott talk about that. So people are going to come to the Lord. People that you may not want to come to the Lord, you say you do, but as soon as they do, you're like, "Mm, I don't know about that. You can't trust them. And let me tell you, here's a good example. So I don't know if Brian Kemp is a Christian or not. I have no idea. Um, I'm assume, I think he is. I don't know. I, I've not had that level of communication with Governor Kemp, but I have been a very vocal, very vocal, angry opponent of what I, of his behavior, uh, since the 2020 election and choices that he made where basically he abdicated his authority and he became complicit in my heart and in my mind with folks who were attempting to hide and obstruct justice with regard to the election of 2020. I saw my friend David Schaefer here in the state of Georgia, who's a GOP chairman, literally put his life and limb on the line and his family and his finances, take on personal legal risk from folks who were suing him for saying that there were any indiscrepancies here in the state of Georgia So he assumed risk along with President Trump to his reputation, to everything else, his life, his health, his wife, her health, all of that. There's a cost to all of this. General Flynn said that yesterday on Stu Peter's show, that you got to take risks. You're going to have to take risks as, as Americans. And regardless of what you think of General Flynn, I thought to myself, well, that's the darn truth because I've certainly taken many risks just speaking the truth since November You do realize we have a Department of Justice right now that is criminalizing truth speakers, right? And I'll get to this in a minute, and to those and criminalizing folks who actually went over there to save people privately in Afghanistan. Laura Logan kind of outed the State Department on uh, Sean Hannity last night in a very impassioned plea, letting us know what really happened and what's really still going on. And it shouldn't surprise us that that's the route that they would take. Nevertheless, with Brian Kemp, Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, my home state where I still reside for now, um, has taken a stand along with 25 other United States governors to say, no, Joe, we're not, we're not buying your vaccine mandate crap. You're not going to do that here in the state of Georgia. So they're putting their heads together. At least publicly, he made this statement. And I said publicly, I support Governor Kemp right now in the midst of this crisis. That does not mean I have forgotten about November. That does not mean I'm turning a blind eye. That does not mean I'm on Team Kemp. That does not mean he has my vote. It means that whatever I can do to help the governor with this particular moment in history for my state with regard to illegally allowing For the federal government to encroach upon the citizens of Georgia, if you're going to take a stand against that, I will assist you in that. We are on the same team for this, at least publicly, at least in theory. I hope he's being honest. And you guys blew down my Twitter feed. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. So... Saner heads are going to have to prevail at some point, you guys. And you're going to have to stop looking at people in pictures with other people and assuming that, oh, gotcha. You know, we live in this gotcha culture where we accuse the left of doing it and we're equally as guilty. And I'm the, I'll raise my hand first. I've done it too. 
where I'm so impassioned about something and I see two people, you know, bumping elbows and I'm like, uh-huh, I knew it, suckers. Bunch of trash talkers out here publicly telling us one thing. You guys are like high-fiving in private and understanding that sometimes there are things that you have to be able to come to the table on with your worst enemy in order for progress and for freedom to prevail. Now, do I believe that Governor Kemp is um, complicit and on in in this whole mess that we're sitting in as a nation right now? Do I think that he would not even have to be in this position right now of defending the state of Georgia, just like a Democrat to you know assist in the in the in the efforts to cause chaos and then ride in to save the day like one of my many narcissistic boyfriends? Sure. <laughs> been there, dated that. And so this is not unfamiliar behavior to me, but I'm also not one, you know, I'm not in favor of cutting off my nose to spite my face. I'm very pragmatic this way. It is something that bugs the hell out of some of you. And again, this goes back to, can you allow people the right to change? Even if it's for a moment, your enemies can bless you. That is very scriptural. I will use your enemies to bless you. And some of you live so far from your enemies and you, by virtue of your own condemnation of that person, you have blocked some of your own blessings. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm not going to block the blessing of this state being spared from mandated vaccines because of my own personal hang up with Brian Kemp over the election of 2020. I'm not going to do it. And I think it's very important for me to make that public statement because I have been a very vocal opponent of Brian Kemp's since 2020. Because I gave him, in my heart and in my mind, I gave him opportunity after opportunity to stand and do the right thing, and he deliberately chose not to do it. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why he made the decisions that he did. Is he a complete, complicit coward? I have no idea. Is he financially beholden to bad actors? I don't really know that either. I've seen the accusations, but I don't have a copy or a record of his, you know, financial transactions. Maybe other people do. But sources were able to confirm that, you know, there are some things that are just slightly not on the sunny side up where Governor Kemp is concerned. And once I saw where, all that aside, once I saw where he time and time again, told us he usurped his own authority by telling us that he couldn't have called a special session, that he can't decertify the election, every opportunity he's had to make this right, that which was wronged in 2020. Every single time he could have been a leader and taken responsibility, he didn't. And that was extremely grievous to me. I have no desire to sit on Twitter and and tweet passionate things about my elected leaders unless I absolutely 100% believe they're true. And when I see that type of behavior, I believe what I see. I'm also a woman who believes what a man tells me. I'm not trying to read between the lines. Well, he said this, but maybe he really meant that. No. Nope. Your actions really do speak louder than words, and I'm very pragmatic that way. So in, in this instance... You guys just blew up my Twitter feed. I can't believe you're going to side with him. And I'm like, listen, I'm I'm not the person who rides two horses with one ass. I just don't. I see it happen all the time, and in, particularly in politics, and people who should be spending a lot more time governing over our hard-earned dollars 
over our freedom first and foremost. That it's not. It's a political shit show. Excuse my language. It is a shell game to some of these guys. It's a power trip. It is wicked. It is anti-Christ. It is anti-Christ. So with all of that, I don't ride two horses with one ass, and I meant what I said, and it will also hold me accountable to myself to a standard of, you know, not tweeting some of my cuter memes with, you know, squirrels and very large testicles and including, maybe it may not have included the governor's name in that, uh, that look, you know, seems that someone has found their testicles, <laughs> including our governor. So I thought, all right, you know, here, here's what we're going to do. I'm very real with you guys. I'm very honest. And I'm not a malicious person, contrary to how some of you uh, trans uh, or translate, um, how some of you construe, you know, what my thoughts and feelings are on things. I'm not a malicious person. I'm not a malignant person. I don't believe in falsely accusing people of things. You wouldn't believe some of the intel I've gotten on some of our political figures. And people just want to set me out there, you know, just on the, on the, on the far side of the dock, right, with the chum bowl. <laughs> and it, it just drops some blood in that water, right? And, and it's not that there's not some truth to, to the intel that I get, but I'm like, yeah, well, there's not one, there's not 100%. Where, where's the body and, and where's the victim, I don't believe in casting dispersions. I don't believe in um, in, in cu- accusing people falsely of things um, with some level of, well, just 100%. Like someone said to me, well, how do you know things were stolen? I'm like, I live in Fulton County. I'd be lying if I told you there was not always fraud in Fulton County. And anyone who lives in this state who tells you that there's not fraud in Fulton County is a damn lie. Because we've had it for years. So 2020 wasn't a big surprise to me. Now, the level of coordination was a pretty big surprise. But, you know, but I I don't, I'm not going to cast some erroneous, you know, ridiculous dispersion um, upon individuals and wreck their lives. You wouldn't believe some of the things people have come to me with. And really about rotten political figures. Like they're just rotten to the core and I know they are, but it doesn't mean they're a child molester. They're horrible and they should have been uh, taken out of the political field moons ago in the state of Georgia, but it doesn't mean that and they and they're awful, awful in their respective professional practice, but it, but it, I, I don't have any evidence that this person has molested children. So why would I put that out there? And I'm sharing this with you because this is what you're faced with sometimes in my industry, a lot of times actually. And for people who are, you know, attention whores and um, ratings whores and click whores and all that, I mean, it's very easy to fall into that category and you've just got to be on the next story, right? You're, you, you are your own worst clickbait, <laughs> Those people will run with something like that and they don't care about who it hurts. And they just let you clean up the damage, the person who's being falsely accused, or maybe it's not false, but maybe it's just not time for that truth to come out because the whole story hasn't been put together. And I'm not a journalist, I'm a commentator. So I comment on things, I give my opinion on things. I'm like a columnist. I see things, I observe, and I share. That's what my show is about. 
And I do have sources like these sources. I'm about to read some things to you. They're going to blow your mind or maybe not. But I've had nurses reaching out to me all day long about hospital beds and that your hospitals are lying and your media is lying to you as well. Matter of fact, here's a new one that just came in. Um, what is this? Uh, I, this is someone whose child was killed by a police officer. Um, and, and they want me to know about that story. Again, I'm not a journalist and I'm not an investigative journalist. I do have sources that I turn things of this nature over to, um, because I do believe there's a process that should be honored in all of that. And that's just not my lane. And I will bring you stories and I will comment on them. Um, but here's one for you. Hold on to your britches. Here we go. So, um, this young lady reached out to me earlier today. Hi, I'm a, I'm a nurse in Dallas, Texas. The hospital I work at only has 16 COVID in ICU. We are a 750 bed hospital. We are always busy, but less than 60 beds are COVID. So they're a 750 bed hospital. Only 60 beds out of 751 are COVID and there are only uh, 16 COVID in ICU. So out of the 60, 16 are in ICU, okay? And again, I don't use the term only to, to slight one COVID case of anyone in the hospital, much less an ICU is too many as far as my heart goes. But I'm just, so here we are. She says, hospitals say they are full because staff are quitting. We do not want to be part of covid anymore. And then she gives me the numbers and she says she has not been vaccinated and she does not want to be vaccinated. And then she says, it is true. Here you go. Hold on to your knickers. It is true about foreign nurses. I gave report to a new nurse over the weekend. She did not understand anything about the patient's condition or medications. She was from India, could not speak or understand English. I am not racist, but a lot of patient complaints are about foreigners. There is a serious question about patient safety. I'm sharing this with you because you all need to be your own biggest advocate. And I say that all the time. For instance, some of you are freaked out and you're in your lizard brain and you can't make a decision right now. Please listen to my show from last night. I've heard from people saying that it was extremely helpful for them and their family and they now have a starting point. Okay. And I think it will be helpful for you to go back and listen to last night's podcast and share it with folks, not because I need the clicks, but because I'm here to help. That's the only reason I'm on these airway on these airwaves, because I love you. I enjoy interacting with you and I'm here to help your life. Okay. And, and to share the craziness of mine, which is awesome. But all that to say, when you're making decisions, start with the most, the most important decision, which should always be your health, your health. And if you're okay, taking a vaccination, take the vaccination. And then it's almost like opting out of, you know, if you answered yes to this question, uh, skip to question 99, right? Okay, well, in this case, if you answered no to what I just said in your, and in your, in your personal choice for your health, you've decided 
through educating yourself and listening to both sides of the conversation that a vaccination is not for you. I'm not talking about stand against the system and don't let them do. No, none of that. Put all that aside. Put away the fact that you've stood on, I'm never taking a vaccine. Because, you know, we get married to ideas. And then whenever we change our minds, we're scared to death of what everybody else around us is going to think. You know I'm right. Some of y'all just went, yep. And it's absolutely true. And we're afraid because one of our biggest fears more than anything is that we're going to be rejected. And let me tell you something. Welcome to the rejection bus. We're not on the short bus. We're literally on like a matchbox bus. (laughs) If you are a conservative, a Christian, uh, not interested in being mandated to do anything regarding your health, (laughs) then... um, and much less while having your for your your uh, constitutional rights, you know, assaulted, molested, or otherwise, you know, completely forfeited, um, then you're in the matchbox with the rest of us, okay? Because most people are going to just say screw it and go down the path of whatever. But if but if you are a person who maybe you have changed your mind and you're like, you know what, I, there's more information out or it's closer to FDA approval. And so I'm, I'm just going to do it. I feel okay about taking a vaccination. Maybe that's you. It really is your business. Can I just set you free from that? Your healthcare really is still your personal business. No matter what your employer says, no matter what your neighbors say in the Facebook group and the moms and the pearl clutchers and the tennis club, and the private schools, and, and your kids, and your exes, and all of that. It's your health. God created you with your immune system and your brain, your mind, to be able to think clearly about what is best for your health. So start there. And if you have said, I don't want a vaccination, I'm still not okay with it, I it's not good for my health, I don't want to do that, then that is your starting point from where all other decisions are made. But you have to have that starting point as ground zero. That needs to be your base so that you don't waver in the future and you're not busy scapegoating everyone else around you for why you made a decision that either adversely affected you or, you know, well, I should have just taken the jab because now we're getting ready to live in a cardboard box underneath 85, you know, and I lost my job and I've lost everything and I listened to everybody else. No, you need to make your decision as an adult for your own health. Everybody wants my choice, my body, my body, my choice, your own agency. Well, it is your agency because you are not, only a heartbeat in someone's womb. You are a thinking, reasoning human being. And you can read and you can assimilate information and you can disseminate information and you can make a choice for yourself. I believe in you. And I'm just seeing a lot of craziness online where you guys don't even know what to think, how to feel. And I'm telling you, it's okay. You're okay. I used to tell my daughter that when she was hysterical and crying as a little girl. It was her thing, and, I, and I, I've done it even you know up to the point where she got married last year. I'd put her in my lap, and I'd hold her no matter how big she was, and I would get right in her ear and press my, 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 my mouth up against her face and my cheek against her face, my mouth against her ears, and I would say, it's okay. 
You're okay. You're okay. You are okay. And some of you just need to hear that. You're okay. Right? So just take a deep breath in and let it fill your entire body. That is God's breath in your body. And exhale all the worry and fear and craziness out. And just allow for that space so that you can get back into your sober-mindedness and make a decision for you and your family. It, In my humble opinion, the order of things does not go, I'm going to lose my job, do I take the jab? The order of things is, this is my health, this is my body, these are my children. Are we going to take the jab? Are we okay with that? Does that work for our family? Are we going to take responsibility for the outcome of that? And if you are, then great. Skip ahead to, you know, question number 199. <laughs> but if you've decided that you're not going to take it, then you start to go through the other effects of that one choice. And avenues that you can take. And there are great people online whose literally their law offices are just infernos of inquiry. Uh, Attorney Ron Coleman out of New York is someone I exchange tweets with with regularly. Um, he, He tweeted today that his practice is just like, off the charts. He can't even respond to all of you through de- uh, uh, DMing. And Robert Barnes is someone that I have told you about for months. Uh, he is someone who posts regularly. Simone Gold, also of the Frontline Doctors, um, she has, I believe they have literature on their website. So there's information for you out there. You're not just left by yourself. Uh, reach out to others. I do not, I do not, I repeat, I do not encourage you to create anti-vax or if you have decided not to take the jab or you're looking for legal resources and you guys want to create what you think is a secret group on any of your social media platforms, I'm telling you, I do not advise you to do that. You can take it or leave it, but that is my humble opinion. Now, it would behoove us to get back to the old-fashioned way of doing things. Send out a text to some people. Get people together. Grab yourselves a beer. Somebody cook dinner. Have a potluck. Whatever. You know who your friends are, and you know how they think. Look around online for people who are offering legal services if you've decided to take your uh, Leviathan of a company on. And, and you already need to settle that you may not have recourse. And even if you do, it may not be immediate. So what are you going to do with that? How are you going to navigate that? This is the time to respond, not react. And it's also the time to give yourself and others latitude. You have got to reserve the right to change for yourself. And you have to reserve the right to change for others. 
Some of your family members are going to want to reconnect. Some people are going to feel really bad for their behavior. And you're going to have some choices to make. And I'm just here to tell you guys that if we were ever infiltrated by anyone, whether it's UN foreign troops or, you know, I don't care if they are coming in the name of peace. This is our country. And for all of you who are out there talking about taking up on what are we going to do? We got to do something. You know, my question has always been, what are you going to do? You know, what am I going to do? Walk outside my front door and point a gun at my neighbor? I mean, we argue about flowers, right? Because her taste sucks. And I'm kidding. Actually, she has really good landscaping taste. (laughs) But we argue about everything else. Trash can placement, you know, important things, uh, parking, you know, my my pergola, my business is usually what she's in. And so love you if you're listening. But I'm serious. It's like, really? What are we talking about here? Quit talking that jibber jabber. It's ridiculous. And, and you know what? For all you universalists who are like, well, the universe is listening. You're damn right the universe is listening. Satan's listening. God's kingdom is listening. And things have a way of moving into place, like what we see happening right now, to try to get everybody into this false flag moment that we've all been waiting for. By the way, just stay away from D.C. September 18th. I don't know what's planned. Um, but from all of my sources and including online people like Jack Posobiec, those people are like, just stay away. Super simple. You won't get caught up in anything. If it is a false flag moment, it won't be you. We won't have to hold a vigil for you as a J6 prisoner or a 916 prisoner. Just stay away. And it doesn't mean you're a coward. It doesn't mean we've lost the country. It just means that we are busy getting our families together, responding to what's happening to our country, not reacting. There's a difference. And you can become a little bit more proactive, but quit talking that that civil war rhetoric because what we need to be doing is defending each other right now. We don't need to be accusing each other right now. We need to be defending one another. Your neighbor could very well end up needing you very soon. And I need to check my poll that I put up online last night. Uh, It's probably going to be kind of shocking, but I asked a very simple question, if your neighbor, you know, if, if civil war did break out here, and not civil, rather, if, if a foreign entity invaded our, our country and your neighbor was in need of help or food or protection, would you A, help them, or B, shut the door? And right at about 500 or so votes last night, it was 50-50. And I'm laughing because I was like, ooh, damn, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. (laughs) I was hoping I'd see something a little different. So I need to check. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I need to check that poll because it was slightly disconcerting and uh, a little surprising because, you know, and then there's there's a few who are like, well, it depends. Or, you know, I love the the super holy ones. They're like, well, Jesus said. And I'm like, oh, that's what I said. The caveat was this. It was this. It was... Your neighbor's in trouble, but they have been like a a, man, a vaccine mandate fiend. And, um, oh gosh, there were two things. Hold on, I'm just going to look it up. Y'all just bear with me. Do, 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 That's a horrible song. Um, I'm going to look it up, so just hold on. Uh, My country tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. 
scrolling and I'm singing. Hold, please. Hold, please. And uh, how about, mm, what's another good one? Amazing grace. I'm still looking. I've tweeted so much today. I'm trying to find a poll and there's no good way to find that. How sweet the sound. Is that it? Nope. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hold, please. Was blind. Oh, here we go. But now I see. Okay, I only have 44 minutes left, and not that many people took the poll. Ha, you guys probably think you're taking bait, but you weren't. It was just me asking a question. 622 people took the poll. Here it is. Ready? Real talk. Scenario. We are hit with foreign adversaries on soil. You know your neighbor has been a mandate fiend uh, pro-fascism. If they are in need of protection, food, or medical assistance, you, A, help, or B, lock your door. It is legit 50 50. Now, y'all, <laughs> I can appreciate your honesty. Seriously, I do. But what I, but when I see this, because that's why I ask, because I want you, I'm like a human barometer. I want to, I want to know, like, what's going on in your hearts and your head, right? And so I'm like, wow, that was kind of surprising. So I, it would be great for us to get to the point where we are like, all right, Lord. Now, listen, if you can't trust this person and they're going to try to get up in your house and see what you got and then turn you into the popo or turn you over to your CCP adversaries, whoever it is that lands on this soil to take, try to take us over, if and if then when that ever occurred, uh, whether by drone or sea or anything else uh, or shipping containers, but whatever it is they try to do and your neighbors are like, oh, uh-uh, no, we didn't like him anyway. He voted for Trump, right? But then all of a sudden they show up at your door limping and they need your help. You know, use discernment. But if you find yourself in a real scenario where people are scared and they are in need, please tell me that you're going to be the person that remembers this show. And remember what I said. Please allow people the right to change. Allow them the right to change and just step up and step in and help your neighbor. We are citizens of the United States of America. We are called to a standard. We cannot just hold our Bibles in the air and thump them around on people's heads and tell people all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll and how wicked everything is. And God's coming to get us all like he's a big fat boogeyman in the heavens. And then whenever the poop hits the fan for all of us to be God-like and Christ-like, we ain't got no food to share. We have got no water. We have no resources. We have no hope. We have no joy. We have no laughter. We don't have open arms. We don't have a word of encouragement. We don't have clothes. We don't have a plan. Now, y'all talk about a plan. I mean, we've been queuing it up for the past year about trust the plan or how whenever that stupid thing came into effect. 2017. <laughs> trust the plan. Trust the plan, right? And I'm like, okay, well, here's a plan. God says to plan like the ant. 
not Q. <laughs> okay? So plan like the ant. I'm going to let you go look that up. It's Friday night. I'm getting the heck out of here. I think I'm going to go sing karaoke with my friends down at the Fraternal Order of Eagles. <laughs> this little divey place that a bunch of politicians hang out. And, you know, it's where everything that... It's kind of like Vegas. All the... Whatever. All right, I'm going to leave that right there. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your mirror. There's so much crap going on. It's just, there's going to be more crap by Monday. Just remember that. So I need you to take your peace. Take your joy back. Make some decisions. Start with your help first and branch out from there. I love you. I may have a surprise show this weekend. Highly unlikely. Go have some fun. Take in some air. I love you. If you're an American, remember, go to my website. Buy a t-shirt and a mug and something else and act like one. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.